the ultimate fantasy podcast your one-stop shop for all things fantasy welcome back after game week 11 i'm alfie your host and like hit 80s pop duo wham said i'm your man <laughs> uh, joining me in this club tropicana another uh, person fresh back from orlando yeah because uh, that's where our training camp is apparently it's the man with the beard and the stats it's nathan taylor hello mate hello hey uh, are you ready have you had enough freedom <laughs> plenty of freedom come back to a cold though which is great uh good i'm just trying to get as many wham puns in as possible for no reason at all whatsoever. don't worry i'm your man yeah very good <laughs> uh also another man uh is uh, yorkshire's finest export since the pudding it's the secret journalist hi phil um hi called tropicana what what that's I've, a wham song yeah but i've done it already mate Oh, did you? I didn't hear you. Wait, listening, that's a trouble. Oh, well, do that again then, mate. Feel, feel free to do that again. <laughs> no, no, we'll keep that in. No, <laughs> no, so, you, Phil, you've been back a week longer from Orlando uh, than Nathan. Any words of advice? Oh, um, no, other than, you know, the withdrawal symptoms will kick in when you realise that there isn't music playing 24 hours a day while you're walking around. <laughs> I, I, started to, I started to believe that my life was soundtracked by Back to the Future and then I realised I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it has been your whole life. You just didn't realize. Yeah, I, I, I arrived back in York. So, oh no, of course I'm not in Jurassic Park, am I? Mm. You just heard the. Uh, <laughs> you just hear the Hovis advert music, the whole time. Yeah, yeah, lots of cobbled streets. Yeah, lots of <laughs> lots of very poor people. <laughs> anyway, good. Right, we've got a show to do. So let's uh, let's find out what's on the show today. Uh, part one with the game week eleven review, looking at FPL draft and fan tracks. Now I'll be asking the boys the quiz question. Part two, we talk FPL tactics truck with Matt Kearney, a.k.a. Bowstring the Carp, and Tommy Gunn tells us how his uh, Burn Chef core worked out for him. Part three is a Game Week 12 fixtures with statistical analysis and clean sheet predictions. We also hear from FPL Nymphra, who has the trending transfers. Uh, oh, yeah, we look at notable players. Part four, we ring the changes to our podcast FPL team, have the answer to our quiz question, and uh, if you want it, we can talk about some beer as well. Right, the quiz question, gentlemen. Uh, nice and tasty. Um, original names of Premier League football teams. Okay. Okay. Uh, can you name the clubs from the following names? I'll give you them two now as you run down. Go on, then. Okay. They are Thames Ironworks. I know the answer to that one. All right. Mm. St. Mary's Church of England Young Men's Association. Quite straightforward. Dial Square. Newtown, Heath, Lancashire and Yorkshire Railway and St. Domingo. You guys are deep in thought already. I've lost you. So whilst you're having a good think of that, let's do the Game Week 11 roundup. Game Week 11 goes defence goal scoring crazy as Johnny Lundstrom and Sheffield United prove there can be only one clean sheet and it's for them against a sorry Burnley. Newcastle's defenders also how ease their goal scoring worries by shucking their hammers at home with a hammering. Liverpool leave it late against the Villa. City need a walker Texas Rangers to rescue three points against the Saints. Frank Lampard's Frank Lampard's Chelsea beat Watford's Watford. The Seagulls devour Canaries whilst the Foxes prove too wily for boys boys. Bournemouth went joshing around as they keep it tight and actually scored the first time in three games that they showed Man United who's king and Mesut Ozil makes a return 
for Arsenal as Arsenal and Wolves play at the most predictable 1 1 draw. I mean, draw. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Four clean sheets this week. Yeah, four. Bournemouth, Leicester, Sheffield United, Brighton. Goal Kings, Johnny Lundstrom with two. Goal scoring defenders this week. Johnny Lundstrom, Kyle Walker, Sorinchu, Robertson, Kieran Clark, Balbuena, Fernandez. <gasps> Assist King was Lise Mousset with three. Assistant defenders, Adam Smith, Montoya, Kyle Walker, Trent Arnold, Jetro Willems, Angelino, Luca Dean. And Red Cards was, of course, Son. That was weird, wasn't it? This week's top performing players across FPL and Draft, uh, Lundstrom, Suinchu and Kyle Walker, of course. Uh, all three defenders, though. Uh, and fan tracks, uh, Lundstrom, hello. Uh, Madison and Montoya. <coughs> uh, some stats for you. Stat one, Johnny Lundstrom is the first Sheffield United player to score two goals or more in a Premier League match since Nathan Blake in 1994. <coughs> Another stat for you. Man United have failed to keep a clean sheet in any of their last 11 Premier League away games. Another stat with his 31st attempt. John Joe Shelby scored his first ever direct free kick in the Premier League. Yeah. Uh, this week's top performing players in full. FPL draft goalkeepers are Ramsdale and Schmeichel. Defenders Lundstrom, Ovs, uh, and Kyle Walker. Midfield, Mane, Trossard. Forwards, Mousset, Tammy and Jimenez. Uh, fan tracks, same, same, but different, Nathan. Yeah, um, keepers are the same. Defenders are the same, but my boy Montoya is in second. In midfield, it's Madison, Trossard and Snodgrass. And the forwards are the same, except for Mane instead of Tammy Abraham. Mm, positional play. Uh, the form players for the past five weeks, average points don't include bonus points. Uh, you look at Jamie and Vardy and Ben Chilwell being at the top there. Hmm, game we haven't done. What have we learned? Talking points. Mm. Uh, how was your holiday, Nathan? Holiday was tip top. Really good. Yeah. Was it better than Phil's? Um, yeah, probably. Can I probably enjoyed it. You guys, aren't you guys going to do that thing we used to do when you're at school and you can list all the things that you did? Should we go through all the rides we went on? Did yeah, you go yeah. on the Millennium Falcon ride, Phil? You uh, didn't, did I, you? I, you, no. you this, is where, this is where you beat me. You see, I didn't go to Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Oh, we just we went to we went to Islands of Adventure and uh, and Universal. They were the two that <laughs> your, little, your face <laughs> lit up there when you said that, Phil. Islands of Adventure Islands was of fun. Adventure. Yeah, yeah. You yeah like, it was, it's it like the fun. memories were seeping in. You're like, <laughs> mm. I think that probably the, the the one that I enjoyed. The, I, I like the Mummy ride. That was probably the best of a lot of them. Because mm. yeah. that's a bit of a roller coaster indoors as well, is it? Yeah, exactly. Mm. We all enjoy a Mummy ride. Every now and then. But but just to balance it out and to, to get back down to normality, oof, it's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be a holiday if you couldn't come back and moan about the expense, would it? So. No, exactly. Well, no, I mean, I've got a long list of things to moan about, but I, I won't do it now. I won't bore you with all of that. Um, so, uh, football. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, yeah. Do you see any football now? Oh, yeah, that's why we're here. That's why yeah. we're here. I will admit that I didn't see much of it at all. I watched the Liverpool Man United game because it happened to be on in the morning while I was eating my breakfast one day. But that was about it. Had to catch up on it since I got back. You've had an actual break. Uh, yeah. You've been doing all right in Fantasy League whilst you've been That's probably why well. I've been doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've not been around to mess it up. Fine. So I'll tell you what you have missed, Nate. You missed some really dodgy penalty decisions. It was another dodgy penalty decision this week, mm. wasn't it? Watford this time. Uh, Phil, did you see this one? Yeah, of course. It's mental. It's, it's, uh, people are forgetting that football was a contact sport. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm done with VAR now, I think. Well, um, we're at City the weekend. I wanted to see some VAR action there. 
Yeah, was there any VAR action? No, there was, no, there was hardly... Was there much action at all? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Southampton were really tight. Man City. It was the quietest ground I've ever been to in my life. And that includes... I've been to the Emirates. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. uh, it was really strange. And I was almost quite angry because my mate was saying, but this is modern football. And I was like, well, I don't want any part of it. There was no one shouting random things like, come on, get up. Yeah. There's none of that. There's no atmosphere. The second half was much better when they were kicking towards us and uh, the fans got inside, but it was quiet, quiet, quiet place. Must have been nice. To, must have been nice to catch up with Phil, though. I thought you weren't there, Phil, were you? <laughs> no, I was, I was otherwise engaged at Villa Park. Actually, in, in contrast, Villa Park, the atmosphere was great. Mm. It's good ground, it really actually, good. isn't it? Yeah, they were very loud there and obviously nice dramatic finish. Didn't make the home fans too happy, but it was, uh, it was a good game, that. So you didn't leave before the end like the Chelsea fans did last night? Oh, man, I've before got, I, down. I, 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 well, it, I, I'm not sure my editor back at work would have been happy if I'd left early. <laughs> and, uh, and go, Match oh, report, 1-0. Yeah, Villa won 1-0. Oh, well, right, okay. Uh, should we talk some FPL? Um, the team pod FPL result. Uh, this is exciting. As me and Phil left in charge last week. Mm. I think we... We didn't kill the baby, at least, Phil. Uh, 67 no. points we yeah. got, and the average was 53. So that's always good. Um, Tammy Abraham always does well against championship teams because he's a championship striker, of course. Uh, so he scored highly for us. Uh, but the main man was, of course, Johnny Lundstram. Uh, the whole of our defence smasher, actually. Trent, Robertson, Ricardo. Uh, we did take a punt on Aaron Connolly Brian, didn't we, Phil? But... Um, didn't make much of a difference. No, punt was very much the operative word. Yes, mm. definitely. IU's gone out the window now. Um, so despite being above average and rising elsewhere, we've actually dropped on the overall rankings. <sighs> yeah, 108,120 to 108,432. That is 312 places we've dropped. Uh, but we're up to 41,538 in England. Up to 480 because of Palace League. I know everyone's got yeah, that's the big one. Um, down tonight, the Offside Rule podcast, and down to number four, yes, in the official Ultimate Fantasy Podcast League, which is probably the most important league in Fantasy Premier League. Uh, well done, Afalabi Solomon and his team, Ping Ping Capables, the lead pack, with new entrant Tristan Hoban's Kenosha Kickers hot on his heels. Mm. Kickers, heels. Okay, fine, I'll do my own puns, my own time. Uh, listeners, don't miss out on the Hot League and FPL. Our league code is PSDBV4. Uh, you can also be found in the episode. But you must join us because that's, I'm pretty sure that's where the party's happening. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> uh, highest scoring FPL manager for game week 11 overall. Congratulations, Noemi Stantchik, whose team, Noe, <laughs> whose team, Noemi team, original name, amassed 134 points. Uh, Lundstrom was of course involved Mane captain Mousset was in there Tammy Pulisic and they also played their bench boost which had the likes of McGinn and Swinchu and that result was now catapulted Naomi to a ranking of can you guess Nath? 6,400,010 oh that's so close 6,549,034 oh. <laughs> Pretty good, pretty good. Um, the top FBI manager overall is still Nick Tanner. Still that Nick Tanner fella. Uh, but only just because racing just three points behind him is... Nay. Mohamed Shorky. Oh, so close. Matthew Trohar. Oh. And his team, 
Liverpool FC. Bloody hell, they're doing well on all fronts. <laughs> <laughs> Fixture congestion. <laughs> Clark won't be happy with that. Um, team, oh, look, I saw some good team. Let's do some team names. Saw some team names. Uh, have, you, have you guys got two I've uh, seen one. I can't remember who the uh, owner of this team is. But Go on in. Giroud let the dogs out. Oh, that's not bad. Mm. Giroud let the dogs out. Well, well, yeah, okay. Phil, have you got any? Um, I, I had a, the the work league that I've got. I've picked out a few of the names from the uh, from the, the the best names from our work league. Go on in. And they are. Um, I've got De Gea of the dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Quite good. Show me the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen that a few times actually. And uh, three men and a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Current. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that's, it was not. That's good. You could um, you could only watch you could only watch them on video though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I found some all right ones. Um Salad Dodgers. Carl Shields. Oh yeah. All right. This one made me chuckle a little bit. Lalana's in pajamas. Mm, I've seen that one a couple of times actually. <laughs> don't be, don't bring it down. It was a good one. Yeah. Uh Josh Wilde. Uh and this one's all right. We'll work for more pay. Yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chris O'Meara. I found those in Australia, those ones. Those <laughs> bloody Australians. Right, we're going to talk draft fantasy now. Hmm. Okay, only one place to start here in our draft fantasy league. Kyle Walker. Yeah. Yeah, uh, big thanks to Chris Isherwood in our league who uh, dropped Kyle Walker and was subsequently picked up by the manager I was playing. And uh, Kyle Walker went on to score and assist in the Premier League game for the first time in his career. It's 272 appearances. Uh <laughs> Phil, do you remember the last time Kyle Walker scored? No, do you want to talk me through that? Because I, I can't remember it. I'm sure you do. <laughs> the last time Kyle Walker scored was when he was playing for you last season and also lost that match because he scored a freak goal. It's, oh, it's yeah. Kane out of hand. I want to know what his beef is with me. I had him in the yeah. first my first season in draft. Like, what's his problem? Yeah? And the fact that I was there to watch it unfold as well <laughs> was just disgraceful. So, uh yeah, I lost that match. Uh, I lost 65-53, mm. which is frustrating because I like the third highest score. Uh, Nathan, you're two wins in a row now. Yeah, I'm moving on up, as M people once said. God, we are so current with our yeah. cultural references. Uh, you smashed matters 57-21. to 21. Yeah, that's with leaving 12 points on the bench as well. That's James showing off, isn't it? Yeah. And that's with matters, of course. He harbours... Um, Salah. When I say harbors, I mean like as in a hostage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's got uh, Salah. who's not. Well, I don't know. He's just ridiculous. Mm. That um, Montoya Willems performing very nicely for you. Players yeah. you have, who have of course featured in our notable player section. Yeah, exactly. Picked him up yeah, well pretty much while us. we were recording. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Phil, you snuck a win past Tommy Gunn's Burn Chef Core forty nine forty two. The, the fear of a nil-nil draw, or there was only half of it came to fruition. So I got mm. half cord. Yeah, you got <laughs> half cord. I mean, yeah, so for those who Soft don't... Soft core. <laughs> those who don't know, um, Tommy Gunn had uh, two Burnley's defenders and three Sheffield United defenders and was hoping for a nil-nil. So they got three clean sheets, but his midfield let him down. Uh, in terms of your midfield, Phil, Jorginho and Matinho doing okay. What can only be called a gritty win. Yeah, well, mate, play the game, don't you? I've, uh, I've I've tapped into uh, I've tapped into two players there who run around a lot. Mm. Run around. Well, Georgina did have a nice assist, I suppose. That least. was beautiful. Yeah, pass, wasn't it? 
But as you as you pointed out last week, um, you were saying jokingly about how uh, Matinho, what a waste of a pick that is. Doesn't, uh, yeah, he might provide a few. Yeah. I'm thinking he's got assists <laughs> in him. You're saying, oh, his set pieces are rubbish and nine points this week. Well, to be fair, that goal, if, I could be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure it came from a poor set piece. Yeah. So they yeah, have well, a set piece and the ball came back to him. Mm. Like oh, man, I, I hope he keeps shanking them every week and <laughs> someone gets on the end of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that win, Phil, keeps you in mid-table, one point ahead of Nathan here. Mm. Uh, our league is toit. Uh, we've got Robson top with 22 points, Mina's 21, Ben is 19, Ben is back. Mm. Then four <laughs> teams, mine included, with 18 points, and then I think you're two points below that, mm. Phil, so... Are we, wow. uh, is, it, is it the kind of, it's the big turnaround fixture this week, isn't it, where we all play each other again? The same, yes, Game Week much. 12 head-to-head fixtures. So, Phil, you got Tommy Gunn again. Yeah, he's going mean, to, I've got a second week running where I might get caught. Um, but I actually, I think you're going to be safe. I don't think Sheffield United are going to keep against Spurs. But yeah, Burnley are the danger. Mm. Burnley are always a danger, aren't they? Uh, Nath, you got Isherwood. Yeah, again. I'm not sure how uh, these fixtures work because I didn't have Isherwood last week. No, but... you didn't. You got Isherwood. Yeah, he's he's got a Sterling who's about yeah. to go off at some point, but maybe not against Liverpool. No, I've, um, and plus, obviously, Son's ban being overturned is a good kind of boost for me because he is essentially my star midfielder, really. But Jimenez is in the goals at the moment. Jimenez is in the goals, Um yeah, he's looking good, actually. Mm. Um, Thanks, Alf. We, it's all right. Well, I took Ricardo off your hands for that. You did, yeah. yeah. Uh, not many transfers ahead of this game week, lads. Uh, I think I've done one. Who did I get in? I don't even know. That's how pointless it was. I've brought in Reese James after last night. Oh, you did bring in Reese yeah, James. Yeah, I saw that. Sneaky, mm. A sneaky second half substitution. Just yeah. when... Uh, just when he, he popped up and scored that goal, it was almost like <laughs> waiting to, to pull the trigger on that one. <laughs> Um, and you haven't made any transfers, Phil. No, I'm, I'm going for consistency. Mm. Mm, okay. That's no, good. I mean I'm I, I'm fine because I I, I don't, I'm not spectacular. I don't I don't score a lot of points, but I'm I'm pretty pretty regular, like late forties every week. So mm. I'll I'll take that to the bank. Mm. You could win a league title like that. Yeah. I've proven. There's not a lot in the free bins at the moment, is there? Really? No, I think really most isn't. people have picked out. Other than a few midfielders to get Conte points and just picking when they're going to have a lot of a really tackly game, there's not a lot else to choose from now. Yeah. Unless you've got a you've got a real affection for Oliver Norwood, you're really sniffing around for. Not, he's not been in and out of my team. I think every other week. So yeah, far. he's on my radar too, only because of like, well, he's my sort of if I fancy giving it a go for a bit for no real reason. No, mm. there's no real players. Well, the, it all depends on the, the fixtures each week, doesn't it? To be fair, the fixtures this week. Doesn't look good. Okay, right. That's the end of draft fantasy. Uh, and that's the end of part one. We're going to go to part two just in a bit and speak to Tommy Gunn. Welcome to part two. Let's get straight on the phone and listen to what Tommy Gunn has to say. Tommy Gunn. Alfie, how's, how's it going, man? Very well. We had, um, we had a bit of a soiree in Manchester, didn't we, at the weekend? We had a soiree. That's definitely a word for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still exhausted, aren't you? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, nearly 40, mate. I mean, too old for this kind of caper. Yeah. Well, you know, well, football was very relaxed, wasn't it, actually? It was sedentary, I would call it. I mean, the second half got a little bit more lively, didn't it, at the, at the Etihad? But that is, that's top six football for you these days, mate. It's sterile. It's, you know, it's... That's just not what happens. It wasn't Oldham away in the blizzard, was it? It wasn't Pompey away at Oldham, you know, in the snow. No, it wasn't. Uh, but, you know, it's good. And the game wasn't too bad, was it? Southampton were up for it. We didn't see as many goals as we thought we were going to see. Um, having played them earlier in the week, I suppose, makes a little bit of a difference. But, I mean, yeah. they were up for it. I mean, they, went, they were toe-to-toe for the first 45 minutes. So, it was good. I mean, it was a good, good sort of game. And when, then when we got better seats... Um, it was uh, <laughs> it was sort of easier to easier to sort of see stuff. It certainly helps, uh, right? Jar Fantasy. Uh, last week we talked about your Burn Chef call. You yeah. went more Sheffield United, I believe. Yeah, I went a sixty forty split Sheffield United because they were home. It was a tough one because they were playing each other, so we were just playing for a nil nil basically, which of course didn't happen. Tricky one because they're playing each other, so I did a sixty forty split. I still stuck with my five at the back, uh, and of course. Sheffield United ran away with it. The trouble that I had last week is nobody else did anything in my side. Wow. Um, the Arsenal boys did nothing. Uh, Pepe didn't even else... play, did he? No, he didn't know. He's been suddenly been benched. Um, I think he'll play today. We've got this weird kickoff, uh, like a 3.30 kickoff on a Wednesday. Basically, we're playing out in Portugal and there's not enough roads and parking <laughs> and stuff for like two games to happen so close to each other because there's another game tomorrow. So, I, I, I don't know. Uh, it's all a bit weird. Um, I'm going to get a BBC alert on a Wednesday afternoon saying sort of your UEFA Cup lineups out and it's just just messed with me, really. You've been playing uh, on Wednesdays for ages, have you? I know. It's really <laughs> odd. Um, so, basically, I've got a spanking. I've got a podcast derby spanking, um, which has really just um, not really helped me at all. Mm. And what about this game week then? This week, Arsenal are away at Leicester. That is one of those, oh, Christ, games. So I could see us getting done 4-1 up there. Sheffield United are away at Spurs. I think Spurs will score. Burnley are at home to West Ham, a torrid West Ham. They seem to have hit this typical West Ham where they start really well and start going on about Europa League and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> and then they just sort of don't do anything. Do you know what they November. do? They turn yeah. into West Ham. Yeah, turn into West Ham from November till March <laughs> and then just go, oh, well, there we are. We're West Ham. That's just what we do. So I'm going all about the burn core this weekend. Sheffield United, I'll probably do, I might do a 60-40 or I might just do a three Burnley, one Sheffield United player because I think Johnny gets injured. He's showing up yellow on my uh, on my player monitor here. So uh, he might be out. I don't know. Um, we'll have to see. Uh, well, thanks then, Tommy Khan. I hope you have a good game week and we'll speak to you again soon. Okay, mate. Sounds good. See you later. That was Tommy Gunn mm, talking about draft fantasy and stuff. Burn Chef Court and that. Hey, I tell you what, for my draft team, I've invested, this might be controversial, in a mini Watford core. A duo, <laughs> a, a dual core. Who have you got? I drafted it. Oh, no, I've just remembered I drafted him out again. You brought in Dawson, but I saw. I brought in Dawson, but I'm pretty sure then I was doing some research and I brought in a Man United defender. Oh, yeah, you brought in Rocco last night. Yeah. Was that a little drunk kind of transfer? No, not drunk. He's. Uh, I've been doing the, stu- been in the study. You can always tell when I'm doing the study because I make transfers. <laughs> I'll probably change it again. Anyway, right, let's talk tactics truck now and get straight on the phone with Matt Kearney. <laughs> 
Tatsy's truck, Tatsy's truck, I got a truck, it's full of tactics that brings me luck and you will suck, cause you don't have a Tatsy's truck. Hello Matt, how are you mate? I'm good Alfie, thanks. Uh, so yes, how did you get on your game week? Uh, not too bad, I think I got uh, 65 points this week, so mm. a bit, bit above the average, happy enough. Finally, uh, finally got a green arrow. <laughs> Been a while since I've seen one of them. And who was your biggest performers? Yeah, I think I got 21 points from John Lundstrom. Uh, you know, two goals and a clean sheet. Very fortunate this week. Um, got me a third of my points. Yeah. Imagine not being on that gravy train, eh? Um, uh, speaking of Lundstrom, actually, uh, Sheffield United uh, seemed to be a bit of the hipster's choice at the moment. Um, but you're looking at Spurs fixture and you're, you're thinking something else. Yeah, um, I think I'm going to against the grain this week. Um, I really fancy Spurs, um, so much so that I'm going to bring in uh, Hyung Min Son and I'm going to captain him. Um, <laughs> I, I think it. a lot of people. I think a lot of people, um, you know, are, are eager to get Lundstrom in, those who haven't got him. And some people are thinking of doubling up on their defence. Um, and that might be well and good for the next few few game weeks and looking at the long term. But I really fancy Spurs to, you know, give Sheffield United a good L mauling because, uh, you know, their home stats look pretty good and they are pretty good. But their away, um, their away figures, they're really overperforming in, in their XG and uh, their XGC, their expected goals conceded. They have, um, they have an expected goals conceded number of 8.57 and they've wow. just conceded four goals. So they're, they're nearly doing twice as, as well as they should be, really. Mm. Um, and as we've seen earlier in the season when they were away to Chelsea, Chelsea put two past them. Now, they, they did get a two-all draw. They did score twice. But um, it just kind of goes to show that when they're up against a, a team that have some quality finishing, that they can be quite leaky when, when you know, faced with some good goal-scoring opportunities. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm looking at... I have uh, Serge Aurier already in my team. Just 4.8 million, 1.7% ownership. Um, his stats from the last couple of game weeks haven't been great. But in fairness, he's been playing Liverpool and uh, Everton. And given their left uh, left wing kind of strength, he's been sitting a lot deeper to face like, you know, Luka Dean and, and Awobi and Mane and Robertson. So it's understandable he's been a bit deeper. But uh, I fully expect him to be getting forward, putting in some crosses, maybe to Harry Kane, who's back. And um, yeah, I'm expecting them to to do quite well. Mm, Serge Aurier could be twenty points, could be minus two. Now, Spurs aside, um, haven't you got another transfer you're going to make? Yeah, I'm just going to bring in Martial. Um, I mean, United are at home to Brighton. Brighton are playing quite attacking football. There hopefully should be some chances for Man United. I mean, Martial seems to be playing up top, um, despite being classified as a midfielder in FPL. So. I mean, if he gets a goal, it's five points. If they happen to keep a clean sheet, it's a, an, an additional point. So, yeah, as I said, see how it goes. There's not really many standout picks with City and Liverpool playing each other. So I think it's worth the punt. Mm, I, I definitely agree. Well, good luck this game week, Matt. Thank you so much for speaking to us again. And we'll speak to you after the international break. Thanks, Alfie. Tatsy's truck, Tatsy's truck, I got a truck, it's full of tactics that brings me luck and you will suck, because you don't have a Tatsy's truck. Uh, that was uh, Tactics Truck with uh, Matt Kearney, aka Bowstring the Cup. You can find out more about him on our episode blurb with his Twitter and stuff. Uh, Nathan, interesting. Um, Matt's all positive about Spurs. You're, you're quite the opposite at the moment. 
Yeah, I think especially in defence, I've had Vertonghen in both my draft teams all season and this week I've ditched him in both. He's only got, I think, 12 points in FPL and only 13 points in our draft league at the moment. He's gone, I think, from being the most consistent centre defender in the league to just... as He's obviously uh, carrying an injury at the moment, but his form has been awful. I can't see him really playing much. And I looked at Devinson Sanchez, but I just don't trust Spurs to keep clean sheets anymore. Uh, also, I, don't, I, just, I just don't know who's going to play. Yeah. Because Foyth is back. Mm, yeah, he is. But then Aurea is obviously, as discussed many times, a walking penalty or, or a red card waiting to happen. But he also scores big points every now and then. Yeah. They're just a weird... He scored big points this week. Weird team, and there's something obviously not right there, is there, at the moment. I'm really depressed about Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, don't get mm. down. <laughs> um, maybe we'll cheer him up in, the sec- in, the, in part three. We'll cheer you up in part three, though. Cheers, mate. And here <laughs> it comes. This is Ground Control to Ultimate Fantasy Podcast. Jump, they say jump. David, can you get my shoes for me? Welcome to part three. Yes, right. The game week fixtures for game week 12. Here we go. We've got Friday night football. Yeah, that's right. Norwich City against Watford. Then on Saturday, 9th of November, it's Chelsea against Palace in the early kickoff. Then Burnley against West Ham. Newcastle against Bournemouth. Southampton against Everton. Tottenham against Sheffield United. And the evening kickoff is, of course, Leicester against Arsenal. On 10th of November, Man United against Brighton. Wolves against Aston Villa. And the final kickoff, which you might have heard about, is Liverpool versus Manchester City. Uh, should we talk Liverpool Man City first then? Get that out of the way. And then we can talk where all the points are going to be other than that. Because this fixture was nil-nil in October last year. Mm. Uh, 2-1 to City at the Etihad in January. Uh, Phil, is it fair to say fantasy managers might be better off ditching Liverpool and City players for this game week? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure ditching them is the right call it's just you need to be very careful with with where you place your selections I think most most fantasy football managers are going to have a healthy number of both Liverpool and Man City players you're probably stupid if you haven't but um it, yeah it's, it's where you it's where you judge the, the points to be this week to be a tricky one I'd, I'd be surprised if it's a clean if it's a nil nil I'd be really surprised if it's another nil nil uh Liverpool haven't been keeping clean sheets uh Man City without Laporte are not as solid at the back um, I, yeah, I'd be really surprised if it's another nil-nil. So you might want to play it safe with defenders and go for players like Trent and Andy Robertson because they'll potentially provide you with something a little bit more at the other end of the pitch, even if they don't clip a clean sheet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, your, your choices in your choices in attack is going to be it's it's going to be a tough one because who knows who's going to step up and score the, the vital goal. I mean, Salah's been off ball, hasn't he, recently? Yeah, I mean, Mane is, Mane is the most obvious choice because he's, he's, you know, he's, he's consistent this season and has probably, in the last month or the last, yeah, the last month of, of four fixtures or whatever, has, has done as, mu- as much as anybody out of those two sides. He mm. scored one and assisted one at Villa last weekend and always looked in the game and a threat and he might even have like the bit between his teeth because Guardiola insinuated that he was a diver, didn't he, this week as well. So, yeah, yeah. yeah Matt Mane might be the best shout. 
Yeah, and, and he is a diver, of course. Um, right, let's move on to another fixture. Norwich versus Watford, the big game. This is the game. Uh, Norwich have played five games at home. They've won two. They've lost the last two, one five and one three, respectively. That was against the United, the uh, three ones. That's how bad they are. They've managed to rack up 10 goals at home, though. So that's fourth best in the Premier League. Having said that, for XG conceded, expected goals conceded over everyone's last two away fixtures, Watford ranked really well for that with only an XGC of 2.7, uh, sorry, 2.37. That's better than Man City. Uh, Nathan, what are your thoughts? Yeah, Watford have got a nice looking set of fixtures coming up at the moment. Over the next five game weeks, they've got obviously Norwich, Burnley, Southampton and Palace in that little run. So this is when they need to start picking up points, mm. really. I can you see it really but uh, there are some good stats though that point uh, favorably to them they've had 21 attempts on goal in their past two away games to give that some perspective Arsenal they've got um, 19 in their last two and Spurs have only had 16 as well so there is some improvement mm. there but Watford are the only team in the league not to have scored from a set piece so far oh so does that mean they won't score from set piece it means or they're probably they unlikely to I reckon yeah go on and the team's bad at set pieces. They're just bad at set pieces. We're Portsmouth supporters. We should know this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I haven't seen a good set piece for years. Um, Phil, Watford, they're going to score from a set piece and win 1-0, aren't they? <laughs> um, yeah, they don't score many, but they're not conceding many. That, I mean, if you're, if you're going to be smart about it, then yeah, Watford defenders are the way to go. I mean, uh, Jan Matt is, is yeah. a good option. Uh, Holobas, although you know he didn't play in the didn't play in the last no, game. No, he didn't play. Messina, no, no, no. Yeah, Messina but Holobas is, is always someone that might potentially get you points. I brought Cabaselli into my draft fantasy team because he's been playing consistently and he was the one that was most likely to get get actually on the team sheet and get points. But yeah, Ben Foster's a good keeper now to to look out for and potentially get. But there's a couple of teams in the Watford are uh, Watford a good Sheffield United been keeping clean sheets. Bournemouth mm. as well. They're worth a they're worth a look at. Uh, Leicester against Arsenal. Oh, tasty, tasty. Right, you have to go back to 2015 to find the last time Arsenal beat Leicester at the King Power. So since then, you've had a nil-nil, a three-one Leicester win, a three-nil Leicester win, and that was in April last season. Uh, Jamie Vardy scored five goals in the last four games against the Gooners. Leicester have only conceded three goals in five games this season, and Arsenal have only scored five goals away from home. Nice. Mm. Leicester win. Yeah, I think a Leicester win. Um, I can see them maybe 2 1 uh, in that one, Arsenal going ahead. But uh, just to reiterate on the Vardy stat, probably the most consistent player against the traditional big six, you could argue that Leicester are now in there. Um, he's got, since he came into the Premier League, 31 goals in 59 games against those big six. No other player has a better record in that time. Mm, Vardy, yes. He's all right. He's doing all right, the lad. You can see this Arsenal win this five 0 Phil, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I, I agree with everything Ness just said. I'm I'm all for Leicester on this and v- Vardy. If you haven't got Vardy inside now, then you've you've really missed out. Mm. Got to get him in. Yeah, well, we did have him because um, we did, and then we traded him out to get to Sterling, get Sterling, who's we? done the square root of sod all since we brought yeah, him in. Done nothing. But uh, the, on the plus side, I do have him on my draft side, so mm. he's my second pick. Yeah. So. No one can see my face, but it's very, very smug at the moment. That's that's natural resting Alfie face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> resting smug face. Yeah, resting yeah. smug face. Fair enough. Touche, touche. Right, the clean sheet forecasts. 
let's start with Newcastle versus Bournemouth. The Cherries have kept three clean sheets on the spin now. Uh, Newcastle's three goals they scored against West Ham was, of course, the first time they've scored more than once in a game this season. And they massively outscored their XG in that game week. But anyone who saw that game would have seen they missed two open goals. So, oh, I don't know what that means. In the last four fixtures between these two, there have been 12 goals. It's been 1-0 to Bournemouth, it's been 2-2, 2-1 Newcastle. And it was 2-2 in March this year. Uh, so, realistically, if there was going to be a clean sheet, statistically speaking, on the basis, Bournemouth don't concede many good chances away and Newcastle don't create many at home, it will have to be Bournemouth. Uh, Man United Brighton. Man United's XG for the past two home games is the second worst in the Premier League, 1.58. But Brighton's XG conceded for the last two away games is the worst in the league, 6.72. Ah. Brighton have lost three of their five away games this season, uh, scoring only four times. And three of those goals were against Watford in game we won. So your money might be safe on Man United clean sheet. However, do take note, Ashley Young is suspended, which means a spot for either Rojo or Brandon Williams. And finally, Southampton versus Everton. This could tickle the fancy of many fantasy managers as a potential nil-nil. 13 goals in the past four Premier League games between these two, however, with Southampton winning 2-1 in January with Alpine Klopp in charge. The Saints' two clean sheets this season, both came away from home uh, although because Everton only can manage three goals on the road this season so Everton defended very well against City if you're going to back either of these two it might as well be Southampton uh, with uh, Alex McCarthy back in goal okay some predictions now I'm going to go with Bournemouth Man United Southampton obviously uh, and then Spurs and Watford. Nathan. A lot of clean sheets. Mine's got a distinctly South Coast flavour. Bournemouth, Southampton, Brighton, and then just to add a Northern team in there, Sheffield United. Very, very cliche. Uh, Phil. Uh, I'm going to go for... Uh, I'm, I'm jumping all over the shop here. I'm going Chelsea, Burnley, Bournemouth, Man United. Oh, yeah, nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, Man United, Phil. We've both gone Man United. Yeah. It feels like it, doesn't it? It just feels... It, it's, it just got 1-0 written all over it. That. It has, isn't it? And uh, Nathan, you're sticking with Sheffield United. Yeah, just because I'm so down on Spurs at the moment, really. I think... Uh, God, for, for my sake against Ryder, I hope you're wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, let's go listen now to FPL content creator, FPL Nymphra, uh, and she has the trending transfers for us. Keepers, the trending transfer out this week so far is Edison. The keepers getting trendy this week are Ramsdale, with over 43,000 managers putting faith in the Bournemouth keeper already. Henderson, Schmeichel and Gazaniga are all picking up pace, with over 14,000 plus managers looking to refresh their goalkeeper spot. In defence, it's not surprising that the trendiest defender in by a mile so far this week is Lord Lundstrom, after his brace and clean sheet resulted in 21 FPL points. Soyuncu is the next trendiest defender in, with over 52,000 of you purchasing the Leicester man already. In midfield, Sonny has seen the biggest sales so far this week. Then there's David Silva, Salah and Sterling all getting trendy for all the wrong reasons. Over 64,000 managers have decided Salah and Sterling are no longer worth it and over 66,000 are unwilling to wait out David Silva's injury. The two trendiest mid 
midfielders in this week are Pulisic with over 142,000 and Mane with over 106,000 purchases in already. Up front, the trendiest player in this week by far is Vardy. Over 144,000 managers have decided they want the Leicester man at the head of their team ahead of the Arsenal fixture. Tammy and Jimenez are also picking up purchases with 89 plus thousand buys for Tammy and 61 plus thousand for Jimenez. That was FBL Nymphra. Uh, you can hear more from her. You go to her YouTube page. You can just click on the link in our blurb and hear more from her. She has more stuff for you. Let's talk notable players then, lads. Notable players. Um, hmm. Now, he might have a knock, but Doherty, Wolves of Doherty, is heating up. He's getting some very good goal scoring positions at the moment. Uh, his points are reflected a bit. Something's big on the horizon. Um, and I don't know if there's something in this, but Pep played Mares and both Silvers in the Liverpool fixture, October fixture last year. So if there is a pattern, maybe that's it. And the Watford bandwagon, as we mentioned earlier, a nice run of fixtures for Watford. Might be worth taking a few punts just in case they do ignite. I mean, there's a chance they could fall flat, but if they're going to go, you want to be on that train. Uh, Nathan. Yeah, uh, not many from me, but a player that I've picked up recently is good for draft if you're playing with bonus points and Kante points is James Ward-Prowse. Obviously, he pops up with a goal, but his points in the last couple of games, bearing in mind they got thrashed 9-0 by Leicester, he picked up six points in that game. And then this week, having lost and scored a goal, 12 points against Man City as well for me in a Conte-based league, but actually scoring well in all formats at the moment. So if you're playing with tackles, uh, tackle bonuses, yeah, he's a good pl- And like you said, he's involved in most of their attacks they do, if they have any. Yeah, is, exactly. Uh, Phil, do you have any for us? Yeah, primarily ones that we've, we've touched on already before and, and mentioned throughout the pod, but I, you know, we've mentioned Watford. And if you're not on Watford players yet, particularly the sort of cheaper end of the a defensive side, then then you might need to rectify that. So you're looking at like Jan Matt and Cabasele. We've we've talked about Foster as well. Um, Bournemouth players, defenders. I mean, Ake is a little bit more on the pricey side, but I think um, Adam Smith is a good is a good mm. bet. He's a little bit cheaper. Uh, Ramsdale, their keeper, is worth looking at as well if you're on the lookout for a cheaper keeper. Mm, and Ra- uh, Rico is in my draft team. He, he has, yeah, because uh, we play with his smaller tackle bonuses for that. He's always. He gets around that lad. And plus, he takes corners and free kicks. Yeah. So, that's a good shout. Um, uh, fan tracks. The fantasy football chaps have provided us with three under-the-radar picks. Uh, in defence, they've actually chosen Adam Smith, Phil. Uh, in midfield, Snodgrass of West Ham. And forward, St. Maximin. I love him. I love him. He's my favourite footballer of all time, I think. Yeah. Pablo Zabaleta had an absolute nightmare, didn't he? Why would you pitch Pablo Zabaleta against a guy that quick? I know. It's crazy. It's it? funny, though. Uh, you can read more from the fantasy uh, fantasy football chats for clicking the link in our episode blurb. Right, there's in a part three. We're going to go part four. And part four is the answer to the question. I know that's why you're still listening. Uh, we'll be picking our FBL team. So welcome to part four. Uh, we'll do the quiz question. The answer to the quiz question I asked uh, in regards to original names of Premier League football teams. Can you name the clubs from the following names? I'm going to shout these. If you know it, shout it out. All right? Okay. Thames Ironworks. West Ham. Ooh, that's good. 
St Mary's Church of England Young Men's Association. Southampton. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say Southampton. Dial Square. Dial Square. Sounds like a London team. Mm-hmm, it is. Spurs. No. Chelsea. No. Arsenal. Oh, yes, Arsenal. Well mm-hmm. done. Phil's back in the game. Um, New- I know this next one. Uh, oh, Newtown, Heath, Lancashire and Yorkshire Railway. That's Man United. Oh, that's good. Is it? Ah, what? United. 2-2. Two, two. I know one of the tough ones as this well. This is the decider. <laughs> this is the decider. This is the winner takes all. Here we go. And you, you can't shout out until I finish the name. All right? Saint Domingo. I know the answer, Phil. Do you? Wait, no, I don't take know the this win. one. Take the win. It's Everton. It is Everton. Oh. <laughs> oh, They're filled by I a church. I thought you were going to perform Nathan's superior mm. pre-Victorian knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know that name? I just remember them having a weird name that sounded like they're a Caribbean island. Well, yeah, it does. <laughs> Interestingly enough, I learned this whilst doing research, is that they obviously, obviously, may, loads of people might already know this, they used to play at Anfield, and they had a dispute mm. with the ground owner, so they had to move out. Yeah. And then the uh, ground owner was like, well, I've got this, got this club, no friends, no team. So that's why he started Liverpool FC. Mm. Huh. The West the West Ham one actually came up in the pub quiz I went to on Monday night. Oh, oh you went to one of our pub quizzes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's how you knew that was. And now you know where but I, I knew it at the time as well, but uh hello listeners. Uh this is Alfie here. Um just to let you know, why 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 is he ducked in? Well basically uh we had software issues. I don't really understand what went on, but we lost the last, the very last bit um, of the uh, podcast. But it doesn't matter because we've got it all in. Uh, all we're going to discuss is our decisions for the FPL team. Um, the decision we came to was Mane for Salah, or Salah out, Mane in, and we're going to captain. We hadn't decided yet, if I'm honest. But to be honest, I'm thinking Son might be a good call for Salah, you know. Um, but yeah, and the other thing was uh, Nathan's beer recommendation. He didn't really say anything. He just said like, "Yeah, I had beer in America," and he said a name that none of us have ever heard of, and we can't ever clarify. So, just to say, he drank a beer called Bob Stevens America. There you go, uh, and that's it, really. Um, Phil just went, "See you later." That's what Phil said, and uh, Nathan went bye, and and I'm going to say bye now. Uh, thanks very much, though, to Nathan, to Phil, the secret journalist, uh, to the fantasy football chaps, to FBN Infra, uh, Tommy Gunn, and Matt Kenny, of course. Uh, there's an international break, so we'll be back on the... Oh, I did have the date written down. It's after the international break. Is it 20th or something like that? Uh, something like that. Anyway, we'll be back then. Uh, in the meantime, enjoy game week 12 and enjoy the international break. And uh, we'll speak to you soon. Goodbye. <laughs> To the top, all the fantasy, you say what's wrong. Fantasy tactics, tips have to be hard. Listen to the boss, you'll be winning a lot. Not losing, just cruising. So kick off the balls and let's get choosing. The ultimate fantasy podcast. And it's live.